You're listening to BizCraft, a live podcast about the business of web design with Carl the Jellyfish King Smith and Mean Gene Crawford. another episode of bizcraft we're uh, gonna try this sucker live today so say hello carl it's a live show gene it's a live show and (laughs) uh and yeah when you do a live show sometimes crap happens during the day um yeah we had a little upending with the news today yeah so hey everybody yeah (laughs) i'm gonna be as upbeat as i can yeah um but I think I know there's a whole lot of stuff that I'm ready to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, what what Carl's referring to, and I'm sure everyone who's been on um, the internet today has seen that we lost Prince. Yeah. So I, I, it's it's so new. Like literally, I've not actually read anything other than you know, sort of a what the hell sort of a post. But is there anything to the story? He, uh, you know, last week he had flu-like symptoms. Um, they actually, they brought his plane down at one point. Uh, he was flying because he was sick and, uh, you know, he was under observation. He was released. He actually performed his final concerts in Atlanta. I had a chance to grab some tickets for that. They were really expensive and Mm -hmm. it was just him and a piano and a microphone and, um, and I didn't do it. And, uh, but evidently he was okay. You know, huh. he showed up. He was okay, and evidently, it's still it's complications from these flu-like symptoms um, that uh, you know took him out. Interesting. Um, that's how old was he? Fifty-seven. See, that's not really. That's kind of out there. That's one of those stories where, yeah, I mean, to say well, the least. I mean, he was never one to really do much in the way of drinking or drugs or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, just sex was his thing, right? Right. And uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see as it unfolds. It'll be interesting to watch the maggots form right? to try to make a buck off everything. And um, and that's why I just, you know, with the exception of replying to a couple of friends, I just stayed off social once it happened because yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't want to see everybody suddenly show up and start doing this because it's just painful. Right. And, uh, you know, it's not like I ever knew him or like he would ever go, hey, Carl, you know, if I was having the audience, but... I feel like I've known him since I was 13, you know? Yeah. And uh, they they say that you can, like, go back through your life and remember things based on the T-shirts that you have. Mm-hmm. I can I can tell you based on Prince albums, like, what was going on in my life. Wow. Because it, it never stopped. Right. I mean, and, and you know, and originally the show was supposed to be about stuff that matters, shit that matters, whatever. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to tie in pretty well. No, it does. We, and here's the thing. This Prince was an artist mm-hmm. that did not care what anybody else wanted to hear. Yeah, I got the distinct sense that he didn't care what you thought either. Like He at did all. what he wanted to do. Right. And you know what? It, it's like if you just look at it, right? If you uh, 
if you just look at the way that he started out, like he, I think he was around seven the first time he was recording music. Wow. And then you've got this album, Minneapolis Genius, which a lot of people don't know about. And that album he was recording with some of the funk legends in Minneapolis and Minnesota. And um, it's an amazing album. And uh, it, it's it, it's really hard to come by. I don't know. I, I don't think it's on Spotify. It might be. But if it is, like, just freaking listen to it. David Sanborn used to play that on his show when he had that show going. And it's like, it, 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 there's hardly any lyrics at all. It's, it's just Prince. I think he was playing keyboards mm-hmm. more than anything else. And then you, you look at him come through and, and you look at Dirty Mind and you look at Controversy. Controversy was this like crazy album where we were sitting on a rooftop listening to Controversy again and again and again, the album. And every single song he would start with just a series of notes. Like, and he would build, every song would build from those notes until finally it was a song. It would just be like this, dum, 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 dum. And then he would build on top of it with, you know, with drums. You build on top of it with synthesizer. You build on top of it with mm. guitar. And it, it was a it was a funky kind of crazy album, and then you go like from controversy to nineteen ninety nine, and that's when people start noticing him, right? Right. You know, and then from nineteen ninety nine, you go to Purple Rain, and and that's when the rockers start to notice him, right? Right. And this is what what I'm getting to is he was building a following across a lot of different types of people. And then he gave everybody the finger <laughs> and he released Around the World in a Day, one of the craziest albums that is just this weird it, – it feels like it's influenced by the music of India. It's like this amazing thing and people are like, what the fuck just happened? Right. Like where is my 20-minute guitar solo? What is up with these crazy flutes? <laughs> right? Yeah. And that was it. It, it was he – you want to talk about stuff that matters. He was somebody who said, I'm not going to do Purple Rain 2. Right. I'm not going to re-release 1999. Like it's, it's time to move on and do other stuff. You got to respect that. It's huge, right? Yeah, I mean, because that's, I mean, that's not what most, you know, I guess it's, at some point it's big business to be in a, a big band or a big musician like that, right? And all these guys like, engineer their music to sound like who they are you know like like kiss there's a kiss sound you know they engineer everything to sound like that it's kind of i have a lot of respect for that when when you're just like screw it i'm not doing it well and and i love i mean you know i make this joke that acdc had a great album and they released it five times yeah precisely but i I love acdc i love that sound sure the thing about prince though was that you never knew what you were going to get you never knew what you were going to get yeah. And most of it was really, really good. There were a few out there that I was like, why did you pick that one to release? You know? <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, I mean, it was it was always amazing and different. And he just didn't care. You know, like you, you start looking at, I mean, like for me, the Batman soundtrack. Right. Oh, man. I know. He loved that movie. Yeah. And he wrote an album around it that was just amazing. And I think that was the first thing my kids ever listened to, mm. Prince-wise. The Batman soundtrack? The Batman soundtrack. And I'll never forget my wife sending me a text. I was across the country, and she sent me a text. She goes, you let them listen to this? He says, get the fuck up. Yeah. She goes, I made them turn it off. And I reply back, he says, get the funk up. Yeah. <laughs> you have made a fatal error. Yes. You're <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that, I mean that—that's part of it, right? Like, yeah, you can, and and this is true for all of us, right? If we think about it in our careers, 
if we get comfortable, we get to a spot where we're doing good. Right. And then we just keep doing that. We, we probably have clients who want that. Right. But if you decide that what you want to do is just create and create as much as you can. And I'm not saying that create at the expense of your life. Like the prince obviously was, was freaking killing it. Right. So he could take these ch- these chances. It's not like every one of us that's building websites can take these chances, but you still can, even if you do it on your own, right? If 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 you're 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 maintaining your core of whatever it is, if you're building WordPress sites or whatever, and right. then you go out there off to the side and you do some crazy freaking HTML5 animation stuff that's mm-hmm. just for you for fun, maybe that's the stuff that starts that starts coming into play, you know, the the stuff that just. It matters to you. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think that was the thing to me. He just felt so connected. Right. I felt connected. Maybe everybody didn't. I felt so connected with whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I mentioned that it was my second concert I ever went to. Really? Yeah. Vanity well, opened. It was the Dirty Mind tour. Um, <laughs> a lot of things about that album that are very special to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those people are today. <laughs> um, but that was a very special album. Easy. And um, I don't know, man. It's just this is a weird day for me. And, and I know we're, yeah. we're doing this live show. That's and, fine. It happens, but man. It's, uh, well, you, don't, you don't see people like this come through. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's weird. And I said this to you about something else recently. But it's the question isn't are you going to die? You're going to die. Mm-hmm. It's are you going to live? Yeah. And well, there's no doubt that he lived. Like Prince lived. He grabbed it. He did it. He he did whatever he wanted to, and it's just amazing. Right. Well, you know, um, here, let's see. Uh, so we have, we, have, we have two questions that's been sent in. Uh, I'm just going to rearrange them here. Uh, I sent them to you in a different order. So we have, uh, we have one from Aaron. Our buddy A.A. Ron. Uh, we have another one from Brad. We'll get to Brad's in a second. So Aaron's is just a, a, a text write-in, so I'll read it real quick. I, I think it's kind of timely. Um, he says, uh, with the possible passing of Prince, like right now, does, <laughs> does the shit we make really matter in the overall scheme of things? I get that at the end of your life, people talk about relationships with real human beings are more important than the money you make, etc. But do the websites, companies, music, in Prince's case, fit into the shit that matters? What do you think about that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so here, here's the thing, right? So maybe we're building websites and, and these websites aren't necessarily, you know, maybe they're for a company, maybe they're for a cause, maybe they're for a friend that, that has a problem. Right. I mean, but just the connections you make through creating, I mean, that's what it's about, right? It, right. It, we're, we're just a, a shit ton of mammals on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> And we're we're lucky enough to have communication and technology enough that we can communicate across these these vast gaps. And so, yeah, it matters because that's the connection. I mean, look at Converge. Mm-hmm. Does it matter anything about what the people are working on that came to Converge? Maybe. But what matters is it brought everybody together. Right. So sometimes what you're working on and what you're challenged with, if you're good at it or you totally fucking suck, it's like it at least brought you to a connection. It brought you to somebody. Right. And, you know, in the case of Prince, it's like it touched 
millions and millions of people. And not just in the sense that, you know, the thing a lot of people don't realize is, you know, really in, in a lot of ways how selfless, and, and this sounds, hor- I mean, hilarious to say about Prince that he was selfless, right? Sure. But sometimes you you create things for other people. Mm-hmm. And he did that. I mean, he wrote songs for people that you would not imagine, right? Okay. Like most people know that he wrote Manic Monday for the Bengals. The right. Bengals, right, right, right. right. Um, most people probably know that, he wrote, I feel for you with Shaka Khan. It was a huge hit for her, right? Or nothing compared to you, Sinead O'Connor. But how many people know that he wrote Stand Back for Stevie Nicks? Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing was, a lot of the times he wrote these under different names. And that's the thing. It's, it's, and part of it was, I think, he just he liked recreating himself. You know, we lost mm-hmm. Bowie earlier this year. Right, yeah. And I'll say, I always liked Bowie. I appreciated Bowie. But he wasn't personal to me. He wasn't, he wasn't personal sure, like sure. Prince. Like sure. we lost Bowie and I felt it. Yeah. You lose Prince and I'm just like, I don't know. I can't, I can't explain it. Right. It just feels like, no, there's no way that there's nothing new coming out because he would just quietly release stuff. Yeah, he would. You know, and, and it would be, <laughs> be really weird or really cool or whatever. But I think there's something, you know, getting, getting back to Aaron's question there's something about when you create something that's true, mm-hmm. when you create something from yourself, even when you create something and you're getting paid for it, you're still putting yourself into it and you have no idea the people you may or may not influence. Right. And so this is in a way, not necessarily a legacy for most of us, but it's, it's a connection. Yeah. It is electricity transferred from one entity to another that get somebody motivated, you know, keeps things going. So I, I think it totally matters. Yeah, I think it does too. Uh, you know, not don't you know, don't conflate that with just falling into every single little tiny detail. I mean, you, you know, care about your work, but it's a, it's a mostly about your body of work. I think at the end of the day, you know, like, like, you know, I look at converge, like you mentioned that I don't look at like one specific, you know, talk or one moment in a room. I look at like, you know, eight years of doing this and, and how many lives have we changed or touched or what are all the stories that I've gotten out of um, people, you know, meeting each other, starting businesses, changing their careers. You know, that's how you and I became friends was over Converge. You know, like, yeah, it's the it's the overall arching story of this thing that you're doing and, and the effect that it has, I think, is, you know, that's legacy, you know, and legacy is really important. Um I think about that a lot, especially now, you know, I'm 41, so I start thinking about that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, so, you know, you lose somebody like Prince at, at would you say, 57? 57. And you, you think back about, you know, how long he's been doing that and, and that story and the things he's 50 done. 50 years, man. That dude's been recording for 50 years. It's a long time, man. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And you think about all the all the people his music has, has touched and changed. And influenced. And, and influenced and... Just, There's no way in hell that Waterfalls by TLC is not a Prince song. <laughs> How could it not I be? I know he didn't record it, but he did cover it. Yeah. And it was so funny because I was, I was playing that song the other day for my daughter, and um, she, had, she had done this photo with two friends, and they looked like it would look like a TLC album cover. <laughs> I think and he, I just I told think her, I was, like, that, yeah. I was like, damn it. I'm listening to the song, and I'm like, man, that's such a Prince song. And then I just went on, I typed Prince Waterfalls, and sure as shit, he covered it. <laughs> and you know, and he crushed it, too, right? Really? Because, of course, he did. But he, yeah, of course. It, the beauty of it was, 
his cover, he didn't really change the song much. Normally, he changes shit a lot. He didn't change it hardly at all. It was pretty, it was really cool. It's a pretty funky song, just as it is. Yeah, right. Well, and that's why I thought, you know, it's so influenced. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, what about you, man? I mean, you know, Aaron asked that question, what matters? I mean, what, what's some of the things that you're starting to think about in terms of, like, your legacy and, you know? See, I don't think about that. I mean, I appreciate the question. Um, but legacy is such a, I don't know. It's such a ego inflated term. Um, mm, yeah, I guess to you me, could, I, I mean, it's like, how do I want people to remember me? That's totally different. Sure. And, and, you know, and, and this goes back to when, you know, my now 13 year old who at the time was six, Alyssa, she came out and she said, how do you want people to remember you? Yeah. I said, I just want to be somebody who was nice that did okay. You know, okay. Like I didn't hurt anybody, and I've totally hurt people. I mean, I've hurt some of the people closest to me. Oh, well. You know, I mean, we all do, but, but that's not the thing. It's just, you know, and I've mentioned this to you. Like the, the metric for me right now is how many people can I help? Right. And I realize, and I was talking with Rob Har about this when we were leaving Converge. Rob Har and I both both had long drives, and I, I swear to God, we were on a three-hour phone call. It oh was God! Awesome. Oh God! It was awesome. He That's kept going uh... through the mountains and getting cut off, and I would keep talking. And <laughs> yeah. Because obviously, it was just me talking. Well, you know. Um, but but we got on this call, and you know the thing I've realized is I can't help enough people to make myself happy. What I have to do is connect enough people that can help each other. Okay. And that's what the Bureau is, right? It's it's huge opportunity for me to connect individuals and shops and, and kind of take in a lot of ways, you know, so here you go. This is something that I would say I'm inspired by you and geo and Jay Mm -hmm. and and what you've done with converge and the way you bring people together. Not that there aren't a lot of events and a lot of things that go on, but you bring a lot of people together that go on to help each other that stay in touch. And, and so that's real inspirational for me and and the things that Greg Hoy and Greg story started with the bureau. And so when I look at it, it's like, how can I maximize connections? Because I can't personally do it. And and this sounds like a, you know, maybe I, I don't mean to sound like a dick, but I get contacted a lot. Yeah. And I try to help everybody. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, what I'm going to have to do is connect different people, people who are ready to help with people who need help. That's right. Because I'm burning out. Yeah. I can't I can't respond to everything. Right. Of course not. So, and I know that's a little deviation, but but at the end, like if, if, if you were to ask me, how do I want to be remembered? Yeah. I, I was the person who put people in touch, you know? Cool. Like I, I want to be like, originally I would have said, I want to be the person that helped everybody. And that's even egotistical and that's even selfish. Right. Um, what I really want is to just be a connector, man. I just want to, I want to be able to get people in touch with others who can help them. Right. So what about you? That's some, um, like, I mean, how do you want to be remembered? That's, that's, I mean, that's pretty good, man. I mean, if you do that pretty at the good. end of the day. Gene, that's fucking fabulous. Pretty good. What I just said, because I took like 20 minutes to write it out and I'm reading off a card right now. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> how do you want, how do you want to be remembered? Oh my God. I'm with you. I mean, I asked you that question without actually having considered it myself. Um, man. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just, you know, Hey, he's a cool dude. He did cool stuff. Right. I mean, what, what the fuck else can you, can you want out of life? Um, but you know, I, I was just while, while we were you've talking. Got, about, you've got great hair, Gene. I try. You could say, you know what? He was a cool dude. He did cool stuff. 
guy had great hair. Appreciate that. Appreciate I mean, that. all over. Like, I'm losing some in the back here. Yours, yay, solid. <laughs> I was looking real. I was frantically trying to find this quote by Picasso. Um, not to be all like, you know, art jerk, but yeah, I, I like I, how I, you're keeping it in the peas, though. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't find it, but um, you know, he's got some quote out there about you know his body of work or something. But but I look at a, I look at somebody like that, and and I always think of him whenever I think of like legacy, right? Like. He produced like an amazing amount of work, mm-hmm. and and he didn't actually start producing the oh. amount of work that he's known for until he was in his sixties, right? Like he he, yeah. he he was you know super famous, bought like a castle somewhere and like hold up for years and just made a bunch of shit forever, right? And he just got this massive massive amount of work, probably more work than any other single artist in the history of artists. Yeah, hell of a garage sale. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. Process. I know, and uh, you know that, and so they're everywhere. Like every museum, every rich person, they've all got one, right? Because he just made so much shit. But you know that that, and it's because he didn't. I mean, he cared about his work. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can't tell me that while he was making one of the things he made, he didn't care about it. He cared deeply about it, but he didn't get attached to it, the one singular thing. He kept going because he knew that at the end of his life, it's like everything together. And what it affects, like at, you know, his level, like culture in the world. But I mean, for us, it, it's you know, it's not you know, I don't know. I'm not as none of us are going to be as famous as somebody like Picasso, right? We got to do a lot more work. But like the amount of effect that he had, if you get anywhere even like a microscopic level close to something like that, like with something like Converge, you know. That's a pretty huge accomplishment, and if if I go to my deathbed and somebody says, you know, he did some cool shit, and a lot of cool stuff came out of that, that was awesome. I mean, that that's pretty good, you know. Well, see, I, I I understand what you're saying. I agree with you to a point. I don't think you can look at yourself and judge, and I'm gonna use the word judge and judge mm-hmm. yourself based on what other people who through talent or luck or circumstance had such a bigger impact, such a bigger influence, such a bigger audience. Sure, yeah, yeah, I see, I see. But if you look at the people that you did connect and what you were able to do for them and the impact that you had, I think think that's huge. I think so too. Um, It's not – yeah, you look at Picasso or – you know, it's interesting. I I think the way that I feel right now with Prince passing – because this is – this was it for me. I mean, mm-hmm. he was the artist for me. Wow. Um, I never knew that about you. I never knew you were that big of a fan. Oh, man. I, I just, you know, there are other artists that I really care about, but this was it. I mean, huh. I have, you know, I, I've bought everything. Um, there's supposedly, you know, you talk about never stopped creating. You talk about Picasso. Right. Prince supposedly has 20 albums that are in a vault somewhere. Yeah, man. He, in Paisley Park that he just never released. I'm so bummed I never went to Glam Slam. Like, I tried to get there so many times. That was a club that he had where he would just go perform new music for people every night, it felt like. Wow, that's crazy. Um, but but when you look at us as individuals and the opportunities we have, mm-hmm. there, there's not room for eight billion princes oh yeah no uh-uh. <laughs> you know nope. there's not room for all of us to to hit this level or the bowies or right, the right. elvises or you know it, it's in and, and even outside of music you know but but all we can hope for is that the people we do come in touch with that we make a positive difference right right 
I mean, that's, that's what matters. Now that, that we can't make a positive difference at the expense of our families. Right. You know, because yeah. th- those are the people we have to care about. We can't make a negative impact on other people yeah. to protect our families. And, 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 and that's where a lot of people lose their way. Right. Yes. They get so protective and cocooned in, uh, protecting what's theirs right that they start hating everything else yeah you have to you have to find this balance yeah you gotta be careful but yeah i mean those are the most important people but i mean you can't be a total d-bag about it no you can't and everybody's <laughs> gonna make a mistake everybody's gonna make a mistake sure sure love sexy <laughs> uh you know sorry prince but you know you lost me there with love sexy i don't know what that was but uh <laughs> he's got even some. the album cover yeah. i was like He's just nobody's telling him no right now. No, um, no, no, no. and I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like, that album was amazing. Alphabet City. I don't even know if Alphabet City was on that album, but I'm pretty sure it was. And somebody's just out there saying that song rocked. And I'm like, no. After Sign of the Times, he needed a recovery album. <laughs> and that you know, Sign of the Times was uh, yeah, again one of those albums that he came back. And you talk about funky, and you See, talk that's... about. That's unbelievable. That album. Yeah, that was an amazing. Ugh. That's kind of that's actually the album I kind of discovered him on. I mean, I was around for Purple Rain and stuff, but like, you know, it was like, oh, it's a movie, whatever, but like that album uh was the one that I like, you know, I had a Walkman and I like played it and all that stuff. I can see you walking around. That's I right. can see you walking around that house quick. I can see you yeah, doing it. That's right. I had a Walkman. Everybody was jumping up and down, Gene. It was a, I could see you doing it, just stopping and just jumping up and down mm-mm. when it got to that point. No, you couldn't do that because it, <laughs> it was a CD Walkman, and if you moved, it would skip. Oh, yeah, yeah was, that's no good. Yeah, those didn't work. You have let's, to tell um, people not to dance in the car because that shit's going to yeah, skip. Yes, bad. Let's, let's try to listen to Brad Colbo. Colbo. Let's listen to his. Let's just uh, do that, and let's see if we can tie it together. We might not be able to, cool. but let's see. Because he sent it yeah, in, and we got we to do that. All right. We're going live. Hmm. Well, on the recorded thing. The client is happy, but maybe we have underestimated the amount of work that we have to do for them when we go in. Maybe we said this is going to be uh, $20,000 worth of man hours, but it turns out to be, I don't know, like 60000 Now, all along, I am very good about letting the client know where we are, where we stand, how things are going, and, and that sort of thing as far as budget and time and hours, all that stuff. But scope changes, things grow, you know, that sort of thing. It's not our fault. It's the client's fault. The client knows that. The client accepts that. They're okay with that. Not only are they okay with that, but they seem to be happy with the the changes we're making, the the pace we're going, our iteration cycle, and that sort of thing. So, So overall, everybody seems happy on the project. But here is what inevitably happens. That client, that person that we're working for, has to answer to their boss, maybe the CEO, president of the company, And that person asks, why is this project three times over budget and a month and a half late? Now, obviously, as a designer, uh, I worked with the client closely to stay on that budget early, but it it spiraled out of control. And as long as the client's okay with that, I was okay with that. But at the end of the day, when the client has to choose between me and appeasing his boss, um, I'm the one who gets thrown under the bus. So I guess my question is, is, is uh, I'm sure you guys have been in situations like this. How do you, if you see this coming at a certain point in the project where even though the client seems happy, you know that you're probably going to take the fall for something down the road, what do you do? Anyway, love you guys. Keep up the good work. All right. 
So uh, that was a little bit longer, uh, Carl, than the little synopsis that he gave us. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Is it I, I heard a dog barking in yeah, the background. Yeah. I was yeah. just sitting here waiting. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, the little synopsis is like, um, you know, I have a client who's known for turning through vendors. They're happy with us, but I think I see the writing on the wall. And what he's meaning by uh, what he sees the writing on the wall is, um, you know, for example, he he uh, says he quoted, tw- you know, 20, 000, 20 hours. It turns out it's like 60 hours. Um, you know, he's 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 just going with the flow. The client seems happy, but he knows that at some point internally somebody's throwing him under the bus and he's going to have to deal with this. Um, he's just kind of asking, what the hell do I do? Do I just live with it or do I like, I don't know. I don't know what he's asking there. Stand his ground, I guess. <laughs> You know what I would say? I would, you know, I would write slave on my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, take this back to the Warner Brothers contract dispute that Prince had because I want to tie this whole thing together. Nice. You actually had a tie in. Thank you. I, you. I tied it all together. You win the um, award. You know what? If if you feel that you're obligated to move forward until it falls apart, then yeah. do that. If If you feel you have a stance to say we're no longer the shop to handle this. And you can do it in a graceful manner. Mm-hmm. I mean, the main thing is don't pull the plug because you're worried about something. Pull the plug because you know something. Right. Right. If you have a chance to recover, if you have a chance to, to win this over, if if it's 60 hours and you quoted 20 hours, where did that bloat come from? Right. Is it something that you allowed to happen? Is it something you weren't aware of, in which case you can renegotiate? Uh, you know, I mean – that that's what I would say is you know you there's there's so much in the context of this question that that's not known yeah, yeah. that uh, you have to make a judgment call based on that and if you don't have the answers just have a phone call or sit down if if you're in the same town yeah we we used to have meetings with clients that were called trust meetings where we just sit down and say we don't think you trust us and um, we would explain the things we were worried about and it always blow them away and they would just be totally honest. Um, and sometimes they just didn't trust us, you know, right. and at that point where it was easy to say, well, if you don't trust us, then we really shouldn't be the ones doing this work. Right. And, uh, we rarely gave money back. Occasionally we would, we would cut a check and say, look, here's what's left. But most of the time you were able to make an easy transition. Yeah. Um, I want, I want to hear about how this ties in with Prince in a second, but, um, <laughs> cause that's going to be impressive. But, oh man, I'm so numb. Yeah, but I, I've had situations like that, you know, Brad, like where you're just kind of cruising along, and you think everything's cool, or you kind of feel in your gut stuff isn't cool, and you're like, "Do I bring this up? Because maybe if I bring this up, it's the end." Um, I think you, I think you always have to bring it up, and you have to bring it. I up. think it's super interesting that you actually have a meeting called a trust meeting. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty rad, actually. Um, and you know it's it's interesting. Uh, you were talking about Rob earlier. He was was it was it Rob? I think it was Rob who was talking about. Um, he'll have conversations with clients, and he'll you know he'll use the word partner a lot, and then eventually you know he says he'll say he has a phone call for five minutes, and like twenty five times he's dropped the word partner, and at some point the, this person's like, uh, "You've used the word partner a little bit too much. We're not comfortable with the level of relationship that you want from us." Um, but what he was saying was is a good thing because it actually exposes the fact that maybe that's not the right fit oh yeah in a long-term client you know they want vendor yeah yeah i mean a 20 hour to a 60 hour i think that's what you said brad 20 to 60 maybe you said more i don't know but that's kind of you know i think rob's talking about like a 
you know, like a hundred thousand dollar project or something. Might well, yeah, like most eight of the projects are definitely longer. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's the thing. You don't want to be at somebody's whim doing things you don't appreciate. Yeah, for like a year. That's different. Well, you know, we're going to hurt them. I mean, that's the thing. When people hire you to build something that's not going to work, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, this industry gets knocked a lot for being pretentious. Yeah. Um, and uh. and even for being arrogant. And, uh, no. Well, and maybe maybe I need a dictionary. Maybe I'm talking synonyms here. <laughs> but uh, I think a lot of the time it's because we don't want to do something that we think isn't going to work. Now, sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes. Right? 100, 140 characters. Not yet. Um, but a lot of the times we've seen it again and again and again, and we know it's not necessarily going to be the right thing. So I think that's a lot of when Rob's talking about it. Yeah. Um, and you get back to Brad's question. Yeah, you know, that feels more like a scoping issue, yeah, and and a trust issue. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Rob talks about it, it's about setting an expectation, right? And and both both have a place in the same conversation, I think. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's if you're doing something you think isn't good for the person you're doing it for, then you've got to you've got to raise that. Yeah. You've got to let people know. Yeah, it, you know, and especially even if it's like you think just taking their money isn't good for them because you're just continuing to work. You know what I mean? It might be good for you, but not maybe for them. I mean, there might be a couple of good things out of it, like graffiti bridge, but honestly, (laughs) for the most part, until you get to diamonds and pearls, it's just not going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, We'll talk about it. Get back to great. That's right. Talk about legacy. I mean, you know, you do that enough times and you might find yourself, uh, nobody wanting to work with you. And and you're going (laughs) to, you're going to make some mistakes, right? Right, right, right. I mean, that's the nature of creating. That's the nature of putting yourself out there. Everything's not going to be great. What, what you're looking for is consistency mm-hmm. of of good, consistency of great, like like to get out there. But it, of course, you're going to make some mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Prince had something like 40 studio albums. Jesus, I have no idea how many live albums and the bootlegs are out of control. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, everything's not going to be great, or, or everything's not going to be great to certain people. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing with the stuff that we create. It's uh, well, and sometimes the stuff we need to create, is not going to be great to us, but it's going to be effective for the people that hire us. And that that's on us for accepting those projects. Right. You know, if, if you're not excited about the work you're being asked to do, and really this does get back to Prince and the Warner brothers. Yeah. What is, what is the deal there? Come on. They come on. wanted him to recreate purple rain like 30 times. Well, yeah. Okay. I got you. And you can't blame them. Sure, right? like, sure. It's like freaking shocked the world. That album, yeah. like, you know, shattered stuff. Right. But we can't, you know, and, and and if you look at our industry, we're such a copycat industry. Yeah. Right. How many endless scrolls do we have now when like 10 years ago, scrolling was the devil? Yeah. It's, I know. You know, I know. And, the, and I insult the devil with that. Yeah. You know, he's like, I was an endless scroll. Like, come on, Carl. <laughs> I think I have a little bit more than that. I have appeared on Sherlock. Yeah, um, Parallax. So, exactly. Or what about the ones, this is my favorite, the repetitive scroll now, where it's only like two screens deep, but it brings the first thing back. That's a little crazy. Oh, God bless you, Squarespace. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, that's it's insane. An Inception website. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. Well, that was a pretty good uh, spin back to Prince. That was that was pretty solid. I did, you know, I'm I'm a I'm on a 
eight track mind right now. You, you are at an eight track, but I'm on a one track <laughs> mind. You're a machine. Oh man, it's just weird to think that uh, there's nothing new coming out, you know. Mm. And I'll tell you, for for people listening that have not heard anything new from Prince in a while, um, Artificial Age, which was released a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. that album, it's awesome. It is a it is it is throwing it back to the funky sounds, but still the hard driving rock. It is the lyrics are amazing. Go check um, that out. Yeah, Artificial Age. He's he's released i think hit and run since then i think that might have been two albums but artificial age was just and it was funny because he released artificial age and i can never say it's like plectrum electrum or something yeah some, yeah some i wasn't a big fan of plectrum electrum but artificial age just like won me over yeah. and uh you know since, probably since diamonds and pearls or maybe come like that that album was just amazing but that was the thing, you know, and I'm sorry to get back to this, but he just never stopped. Right. He was constantly creating and recording. And I think that gets back, you know, it's it for me this year, Stephen King's been a huge influence. And I mm-hmm. think you look at how he never stops writing and right. Prince never stopped recording. And and that's the thing for us. Like, what is it we want to just keep doing and evolving and getting better at? Right. And yeah, it's tied to what we do for a living to a degree. But this gets back to that whole work life balance bullshit. Yeah. Where I mean, life is not a simple little four letter word. You know, it's like so big. Work is a simple thing to figure out for the most part, but we have to carve out time for ourselves to keep getting better at something. Right. You know, because otherwise we just start to stagnate. Yep. Yeah, and, and neither neither one of those guys that you use like Stephen King or Prince, they didn't need they don't need to do that stuff anymore, right? I mean, as far as making a living, they're like pretty well done, you know? Yeah, yeah, you'd think so. I mean, maybe maybe that is. I mean, let's realize money don't doesn't matter to them, right? Money don't matter tonight. <laughs> yeah, but let's realize that um, money doesn't matter to them that much. Time obviously does. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, Prince did write Jungle Love. Just want to throw that out there. Sorry, Morris. Um, <laughs> but you you realize that I mean, maybe they're in touch, like David Bowie, right? Like yeah. they knew there was only so much they were going to be able to create. Did they consider it legacy? Is that the way they were looking at it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know who these people are. I've never met them. I like feel like I know them, but I don't. Right. Personally, I think that they just wanted to keep going because their life kept going and they wanted to keep creating because everything was constantly in this state of flux. And, you know, I think we have to do the same thing. It, it, yeah. it converge when I was like, you know, challenging everybody to do something new. And, and I just want to say thanks. I've had over a dozen people reach out to me and share with me personally the thing they're trying. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I saw, I saw a couple of tweets. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, and and I I signed up for this ultra with with Gabe Levine, who, who's that. one of my best friends, and you know, fuck, run thirty miles. I don't you know. know. And for for an ultra runner, they're like, is that a considered an ultra? Like, shut up. Yes, it is. Anything totally counts. Yes, anything over the marathon is an ultra. Well, then let's just run twenty six point two. Is what I said. That's yeah. What? But it doesn't work. But yeah. but yeah. So you know, you, you look at what these artists did and how they kept going you look at other artists who you know they got comfortable 
and yeah. they, they did their thing. That doesn't mean that they're wrong or they're they, they they're bad people, right? But the ones that inspire us the most are the ones that keep redefining themselves yep. and rediscovering themselves. And that, I think, is what matters the most. If we look at what matters the most, it's that we don't sit there and say, this is who I am. This is what I do. We sit there and go, what excites me? Yeah. Like, what do I want to do that doesn't hurt other people? Well, I mean, yeah. Let's put parameters on it. Yeah, let's do that. But, but what is it that excites me? What do I want to get out there and do? And then we do it. Like No matter the the context or the or our age or whatever like we just freaking go for it because that's that's what they did they had a lot of things we didn't have mm -hmm. but that's because they started exploring the possibilities way before we ever did and we were always kept in this little box that we allowed ourselves to be in so fuck the box man let's get out of it right and let's just let's let's take what prince and bowie and sinatra and you know, Frick Sly and, mm -hmm. you know, George Clinton. I mean, let, let's look at all these different artists that just did something that was so totally different. And Kerouac, right? Let, let's just oh, yeah. embrace that they said, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to do it my way. And let's go with that, you know? Let, do, let's, let's create shit. Let, let's create ourselves. Yeah, but do something, goddammit. Yeah, because otherwise we're no good to anybody. If we just sit Whew. here and try to do stuff for everybody else, we just die inside. We've got yeah. to be good to ourselves. That's the wrong reason. Yeah. Unless that's <laughs> unless that's the reason. I saw this horrible interview with Prince. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say it was on Arsenio Hall, but I don't know. It wasn't that long ago. It was it was a horrible interview. It was probably Arsenio Hall. It may have been. Um, Oh God! It was uh, it was where while he was wearing those uh, the sunglasses that had the third eye. Oh man! And um, they asked him what he was really good at besides uh, music, and he said, "I'm really good at making omelets." <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "I like making omelets for my friends. I just worry about their cholesterol." That's that's funny. <laughs> when it's you know you think about that right, and and that's the other thing to realize is. You know, I mean, Prince made omelets for his friends. He was just a human being. Right. <laughs> he just happened to be a human being that put on like six-inch heels and crushed it. Yeah. You know? I mean, he was a point guard on his high school basketball team. Really? That's where he and Morris Day met. Right? And it's it's like, you, you just think about this. Like, little Prince was out there playing basketball. He's a huge basketball fan. Crazy Chicago Bulls fan. Sorry, Timberwolves. He was a crazy Bulls fan when Jordan was there. And during concerts, it was written into his contract that there would be a big screen TV off stage so that he could watch Bulls games while they were playing. So sometimes while he was ripping off those like 15 minute solos, <laughs> he was funny. just watching the game. That's like funny. he was so good at his craft that he could enjoy just watching Jordan slam on Ewing a few times. Oh man! I didn't know he was a Bulls fan. Oh yeah, huge. Huh? Oh man! I know he was a Minnesota Vikings fan. Oh yeah, that's where all the purple comes from. That's right. He had um, all the purple comes from being that Vikings fan. He had box box seats, and you know, on like Monday Night Football and stuff, they'd always show him sitting up there in the box seat and stuff. And uh, when they were in the 
NFC Championship game, he was losing his shit. It was awesome. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, he was he was a huge Vikings fan, yeah. and and that was totally the reason why the color purple was such a big deal for him. That's Not enough. Moving. It's enough to make I'm me sure like he liked him. Oprah Winfrey. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's a big deal. Yeah, no, uh, that's enough to make me like him, or anybody for that matter. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. Yeah. Well, uh, any parting thoughts? I mean, I'm sure you do. You know, I, I mean, this this an hour and a half, two hours before we got on the air, this news came across. Yeah. Um, and all I can really say is, you know, just be true to yourself first. And, you know, somebody explained it to me recently. They said it, it, it's just like every time that the airline attendant tells you, you know, put your ma- your own mask on first. It's uh, until we take yeah. care of ourselves, we can't really take care of anybody else. Right. And uh, I have no idea regarding Prince's health. I have no idea regarding these flu-like symptoms and what happened. I'm sure we're, they'll just be yeah. a bullshit that gets floated yeah. from here on out. It kind of doesn't matter. What I'd say is in every aspect of your life, make sure that you're doing something that you believe in. Um, and and if you don't, ask yourself why you're doing it. And if it's strictly to make somebody else happy, just realize that's not a long-term solution. Right. That's a great parting thought. Um, take that everyone so i don't know if you went and got a beer or not no i'm i'm not drinking right now because of the whole uh ultra marathon thing yeah i was um (laughs) it's a bad day not to be drinking my friend yeah i know no shit right are you drinking anything water i guess yeah plenty of water uh hold on i've got the uh, i am drinking the evermore natural artesian water or artesian did i say that correctly yeah it has an alkaline pH of 8.8 to 9.1. They're not really committing here, Gene. <laughs> I guess they think I'm going to test it. And it's a 64 fluid ounce bottle. That would happen to be two quarts, according to what is sitting here in brackets. Wow. So you pretty much need to run to the bathroom. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> that um, that would be very convenient right yeah. about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't actually get anything today either. Um, I'm uh drinking a bunch of water doing the same thing i'm not running an ultra for god's sakes but um yeah i don't know what what the hell that's all yeah about. we'll talk about that later but uh i do want to um in the next 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 show we do i want to talk to you about some training and stuff and talk about some of that stuff as long as we don't have any other news that impacts our show <laughs> so that said my friend thank you for a great show today and uh, uh everyone else until next time Adios. Yeah, and everybody out there that uh, that we all care about, like icons in the world, get a physical, would you? Yeah. 